Welcome, ladies, teen girls, women, friends. It's Susan, founder of Grayscale. I'm so glad you're with me. I'm really excited about uh, this session today because this is my first longer session, um, Sunday night, and I intend to keep this going on Sunday evenings. I see. I'm really happy and proud to say that I have more listeners on Grayscale Talk. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you joining me. It gives me so much strength, I want to say, and I, I am so empowered by your presence and your support in this podcast. I want to have more interaction as well. I did post um, on Grayscale Facebook. Please ask questions. Um, um, this series, I'm going to need more than one session or episode on this podcast to deal with relationships. I'm going to be covering relationships. Why? Because relationships determine the happiness level of your life, of my life. Relationships are what really life is all about, love. Relationships just, you know, really have a strong impact on whether you are happy, whether I am happy, don't they? And uh, so let's open up with our self-affirmations, positive self-affirmations. You're welcome to join me. I'm at my desk. I am on grayscale.com and on the page daily positive self-affirmations. Please repeat after me. Oh, by the way, (laughs) the picture uh, that's posted on this page, I included a picture in the center, of course, of Jesus, the cross in the shape of a heart on the Bible. I love that. And in the eye is the cross. And the others are fun, symbolizing love, the love of God, which we are sharing right now together. Yay! And the little dog I just added because that little dog is so comforting. I just love that little dog. I can't say it's mine. (laughs) It's a pretend my dog, puppy dog. I want one just like that. (laughs) And I thought that little dog reminds us to keep a sense of humor. Very important in life, isn't it? to not take ourselves too seriously, to laugh at ourselves. And this little doggy is looking at me right now. I hope that little doggy's looking at you and saying, you know what? You are loved by God, and I love you, and God loves you, and you can do anything. And it just reaffirms that love and cuddle, uh, cuddling and warmth and that God has for you and I. Amen. Please repeat after me. I am deeply loved by I am created in God's image. God cares for me. God is first in my life. Yes. I am strong. I am smart. I am beautiful. No matter what shape, size, color, background or age. When I'm 90 years, if I make it, God willing, I'm going to be beautiful. You too, ladies? Teen girls? Yes. I respect my body and mind. My feelings are valid. Yes. I am able to and will protect my body, mind, and heart with healthy boundaries. That one is a really important one and I've gotten a lot of positive feedback about that, ladies. 
women and teen girls, the healthy boundaries. Affirmation is so important. I know that from my own life, my life was transformed. And yours is or can be as well as you grow in that particular affirmation. And we're going to be talking more about that in this series on relationships. I am learning from my mistakes. I am forgiven by God when I humbly ask for forgiveness. I forgive myself and others. I am capable of staying calm and managing my responsibilities. I stress the importance of calm and peace all the time. In my stillness, I find my strength is my one of my famous sayings for myself. <laughs> you can make up your own. I am able to manage my emotions. Yes, vital, important. I take care of myself. Every single one of these affirmations has a certain purpose. It's very important in my view. I hope you agree. I am able to eat healthy food and exercise regularly. I am powerful with God. I am grateful for blessings in my life, no matter how small or large. Yes, gratefulness is a key to happiness. I am deserving of real love. And we're going to be talking about that a lot. I am able to learn from negative experiences yes, and move on to receive God's treasures. God has great things in store for you, women and teen girls, friends, dear sisters in Christ. I believe in miracles from God. I've seen them in my life, and I hope and pray that you will or are experiencing miracles in your life. I know that when I am more self-aware, calm, and kind, my relationships with people improve. I am getting better every day. <laughs> yes. I am trying to do my best. Yes, yes. I am enough. I like and love myself. I added that one. I think that's very important. It's really very it's essential in relationships for healthy relationships. I control my thoughts and actions in positive ways. I know that when I stay disciplined with God's loving strength, I can experience greater success. Yes, you can experience greater success when you stay disciplined. I know I have when I am more disciplined. With God, I can do anything. Yes! Yay! Let's clap. Hooray! 
Yay. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. I am pumped. All right. I love talking about God's love, how Jesus impacts our lives in positive ways, and what he's done in my life. I'll be telling my story. I want to deal with relationships. I want to have this series first before I tell my story. As you probably figured out by now, yes, I have a story. And that's why one of the reasons I'm doing this, why God knocked on my door to do this. Because I feel for so many women, teen girls, in our United States, America, and around the world, I just, I can just feel the needs. God put that into me um, and uh, made me this way. So I'm just accepting that now, and I'm a lot happier and free. Uh, outside of my regular 9-to-5 job, this is a very important ministry that I believe in. So welcome, welcome, welcome. What we're going to do this session is we're going to review relationships and how did Jesus treat women in the Bible, Te- women and teen girls. Many of them were very young, as you know. Mary, well, they believe in the Bible, it states, I believe, that she's, she was 15 or 16 when she uh, conceived by the Holy Spirit, the Lord Jesus and married Joseph. So when we talk about how did Jesus treat women, we're including teen girls. How did Jesus treat women in the Bible? Well, we know from various different women who are uh, discussed, uh, studying in the behavior and words of Jesus is fascinating. It's just so empowering to me. Because no matter who is in your life, for dear friends, precious girls, if they're not treating you as Jesus treated women, then they're not following God's laws, Jesus' commandments. Now, I'm taking a very strong stance on that because very, and this is very, very important, men and boys, in my belief, are not being taught to honor women and respect women as much as they should be. This should be taught in the home, number one, first, that men and boys need to respect women's minds, bodies, hearts, and souls, as Jesus did. Millions and millions of people in the United States, and they are declaring that they're Christians, and they go to church. And maybe you have encountered this in church or in your own home, which I pray for always, today and always I pray for you. It has been a challenge in my own home with my brother and other people in my life. Uh, Men and boys, from the day I started to play on the playground, when a young boy tried to kiss me without asking me if I want to be kissed, (laughs) right? Have we all experienced that? Or other actions by boys it starts very early in preschool kindergarten on the playground doesn't it in the sandbox this disrespect of women and little girls 
Uh, I experienced it in my dating life as well as in my marriage and other areas in the workplace. I happen to work in an industry which has always been predominantly male, commercial real estate and investment management. So I have had to deal with it in a very large way in work outside of this ministry. So how did Jesus treat women in the Bible? Jesus was very progressive, dear friends. He was, he, he included women. He had inclusivity. He showed his peers, his disciples, how he viewed women to be equal to men and worthy of honor, respect, and freedom. He was an awesome leader for us, Jesus. And he treated women with deep love and respect. And this needs to be stressed right now, today. My tears come to my eyes because I have such passion for this subject. I cry because there is so much pain in the United States for women and teen girls like you and I. Maybe you're not experiencing it in your home. I'm not now. I am so happy and blessed. Miracles have, have occurred in my home, in my workplace, because why? I changed. I was transformed by God, by the Lord Jesus Christ. And I, He created miracles in my life. He can create miracles in your life or is creating miracles in your life. And you are transforming right now. You are becoming a better person and stronger and wiser and more empowered because of the God's love right now that we're sharing right now, right here. And you're, starting with you, you're going to have this transformational power with others in your life everywhere, in your home, in your workplace, anywhere you go, in the school, in the playground. When we look at Jesus, he treated women with equality. And that I am going to stand as my strength in what I'm going to say in these messages on relationships, whether it be dating, friendships, even with women, friendships with women. Uh, dating, boyfriends, girlfriend relationships, other relationships, uh, of course, of course, as is you know, are going on, and uh, siblings with siblings, marriage relationships, work relationships, and any other relationships. Rehab is one of the women that's mentioned in the Bible. She risked her life to save Rahab to save the Israelite spies. Tamar disguised herself, pretending to be a prostitute. She tricked him, she gave birth. Ruth was a Mo, and she gave birth to a son. Ruth was a Moabite widow who pursued a relationship with her Jewish husband, Boaz. Ruth is, of course, very admirable. She bravely went against cultural and even racial expectations. Mary, of course, was a young girl. She was not married, yet became pregnant with Jesus Christ. Uh, she was uh, she was on that was unheard of and she was punishable by it was punishable by excommunication possibly abandonment but she became the mother of course of the son of god jesus met various women in the bible he was actually supported if 
financially by many women. Um, for example, Mary Magdalene was a very strong presence, of course, in his life. Some people even believe that she may have been his wife, but I don't believe that. I, I think Mary Magdalene is, was one of his closest women friends. Joanna, Susanna are others, and they, it is stated in the Bible, they did appear to financially support the mission of Jesus, which I think is so cool. Isn't that cool? That is so beautiful. They were strong enough. It was very oh, uncommon for women, of course, to be strong financially, but there were some women that were, and they Jesus allowed women to bankroll him, <laughs> in effect, to give him loans and or just to support his ministry financially. So he was an amazing person, and of course, the Holy Son of God. And the, one of the scenes that's most interesting with Jesus is when the uh, Pharisees and the teachers of law back in those days brought a woman, and many of you know this story, they brought a woman in front of Jesus, and she was caught in adultery. And they made her stand before the group and they said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. These are famous words, of course. And the law of Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now what do you say, Jesus? They were using this question as a trap for Jesus in order to have a basis for accusing him, of course. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Those are famous words, aren't they? And again, Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, they heard what they heard, and they began to go away one at a time, because they knew what? He was working on their conscience. They knew they also were guilty of sin. He said, let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Well, what did Jesus do? He worked on their minds, their consciences. He used his power in that very silent moment. Remember, we've talked about how silence can also be very powerful to condemn people because they're forced to look at themselves. They're forced to look at their own behavior. The people in your lives, in your homes, in your workplaces, when you're quiet, very often if you don't come back to them with strong anger words and just get in the mud with them like pigs, like some of them want you to do, then the silence and your strength and your calm will come through and they're forced to look at themselves. And that's what Jesus did here, didn't he? And so not one of them, he just stood in silence and said in the Bible, and not one of them stood and threw a stone at her because they knew Jesus condemned them. Jesus pointed out to them, you are not without guilt. Just like all people, we all sin, except for Jesus. He, you have sinned, so you need to look at yourself. Go home. And they did, and not one of them. And the woman straightened up, and, and he asked, women, woman, dear woman, where are they? Where did they go? Hasn't anyone condemned you? She said, no one, no one, sir. And then Jesus said, this is so beautiful. 
but neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. John 8, 3-11 This is how Jesus treated women. He also, at the cross, his, his mother Mary and Mary Magdalene were with him, weren't they? And other women were serving him and anointed his body after death in the tomb. They found his tomb open, of course, which many of you know, and anointed him in essential oils. The inclusive nature of Jesus is profound. It's so beautiful. Here's another Bible verse for you. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Galatians 3.28. Let's read that again. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Galatians 3.28. Much discussion has taken place on the topic of you know, male dominance and patriarchy throughout church history, and denominations are mostly led by men. That is still the case. Uh, although that is very, uh, I don't believe that should be the case. I believe that more women should be allowed to be pastors, leaders in churches. Um, very often, uh, for example, why wouldn't Joyce Myers be able to be a pastor at a church? Or Beth Moore? Or other women? I do not believe that. I've also thought of being a pastor. My it's very strange. Years ago, when I was a little girl, my mother, who later abandoned me at the age of 26 with my brother, but when I was a little girl, she said, you should be a pastor. So I just thought that was kind of fun. I would throw that in. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, the person that has hurt me, one of the people that has hurt me the most, my own mother, she said I should be a pastor. For sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under this law but under grace. Romans 6.14 Women, he viewed women as equal to men. He included women. He, Jesus viewed women worthy of honor, respect, and freedom. Honor, respect, and freedom. What does that mean? Honor, respect, and freedom. Free to choose. Free to choose. Some of you right now, or other friends of yours, or family members, are not free. I know that feeling, because I was not free. Some of you are bonded, are in bondage by fear. And that is another reason why a lot of the products, most of the products have the statement, faith, not fear. Fear was, has been a big problem with me in standing up to my own mother and my brother in my own life and other people, including my husband, because I was taught, maybe just like you, as a very young little girl in the Christian faith, I went to Methodist Church, I went to Lutheran Church, I had very strong upbringing in Christianity, but what is 
What do the Christians teach also? To honor your mother and father. And I did. And to honor, you know, your the men in your life and to honor those and to respect people. I became afraid of my brother. He did very, very bad things, not to me, but to other women later. And I have dealt with that fear. You may be encountering very similar things in your own life. I have equality now more than ever with my husband of 31, 32 years now. Praise the Lord. That is a miracle. God has worked tremendous miracles in my life because he himself raised Jewish, not Orthodox, but um, Jewish, traditional Jewish in a Jewish home. And of course, Jesus was Jewish. He later became Christian, my husband, my dear husband, Randy. Precious husband, Randy. He, we have struggled with this issue because we both have very strong personalities and he is a very strong A-plus type person and I admire him tremendously for his intellect, his mind, and I know many of you feel this about people in your lives, whether it be boyfriends, brothers, or husbands, or others, or co-workers. And, but he was raised in a home where the women were not treated particularly equal, even though his father treated me as an equal, and I am so grateful for that after my father died. Um, I'm going to talk about how Jesus treated women, which we've talked about, and why that is consistent with the equality wheel. And I'm maybe some of you are familiar with the power and control wheel, which is the opposite of equality wheel. Jesus is based on the Duluth model, and uh, very famous. If you pull up power and control wheel and equality wheel, it comes up right away on the internet. This is essential for you to understand. My relationship with my husband and my, the men in my life, whether it be in the workplace, anywhere I go, because of my increased consciousness and understanding of the equality wheel and the power and control wheel and how it impacts every single relationship of my life, not just with men or boys, but with women as well, and it enforces necessity of healthy boundaries. My life was transformed when I understood the power and control wheel and the equality wheel and how behaviors that are listed in both of these very important wheels based on the Duluth model.org, which I'm using right now, you can pull up. These behaviors are identifiable and as you grow with the Lord Jesus using the reminder that Jesus treated you and I, if he was living in our day right now and we knew him in our home and he came into our home, he would treat you as an equal. Jesus would treat you as an equal. Dear precious girlfriends, sisters in Christ, just like he treated Hannah, Martha, and Susanna, and Joanna, and Mary Magdalene, and all the other women in his life, he would treat you as an equal. Jesus and Jesus would treat me as an equal. Okay? Remember that. If Jesus, and Jesus is with you right now. He may not be in flesh and blood right now like he was 2,000 years ago. But Jesus is with us. Right? Amen? Can I hear him in amen? Jesus is with you right now. And Jesus is with me. And Jesus is putting words into my mouth here because I believe God is because this is so important. 
what's going on in the United States and around the world? Why aren't women and teen girls treated how Jesus treated women 2,000 years ago? If you are in a Christian home and you call yourself Christian and your husband or your boyfriend calls himself Christian or your sons call themselves Christian and your sisters and all the people in your lives call themselves Christian and Jewish. Of course, I'm going to refer to the Jews too because Jesus was Jewish. And uh, Jews are dear, dear friends. We need to respect women more. We need to give each other respect. I see too many Christian women hurting other women and harming other women. Right? You've experienced it. I'll never forget when I went to a new church and I had I was so happy and excited about this new church. There seemed a very inclusionary and a woman came up to me. I was all dressed up. I was so happy. I had my Bible in my hand and I was I was going to a women's group. She said, What are you doing? You don't need to be dressed up like that. She was trying to status level me. I looked at her and I said, Oh, I, I didn't know. I didn't know we're supposed to dress casual. Aren't we, aren't we free to dress any way we want? In the church? In God's house? <laughs> if I want to dress up, can I dress up? I want to honor God. I was used to dressing up. She wanted to put me down, hurt me. Another woman said to me in a church group, and I'm going to cover this because women can be very cruel and evil and not even acting like Jesus because Jesus treated women as equals. I was in another church group later on in life um, and um, at the round table and I was I was about eight women and I was listening and listening and everybody was you know participating. It was just wonderful. And the woman who was leading our table she said to me later, she said, Now, Susan, I need you to not talk. She said, I don't want you to talk. I said, What do you mean? I, I, I just want to participate. And of course, I want to listen and learn. And, you know. and then later, she invited me to lunch. She wanted to know what I knew and try to use me or something. <laughs> but she didn't want me to say a word. She was threatened by me or something. And you're going to find that with women and men. Because both women and men, what, what are the, when you understand the equality and power and control wheel, what people do is the people that try to harm you. Do you know what's going on? They don't feel good about themselves. They're lacking in self-esteem, a feeling of self-worth. They're not feeling the God's love that they need to be feeling. They're not feeling God's love, His power, and His strength. They're not feeling love. They don't love themselves enough. But if you trace every single person, starting when you were a little girl on the playground or when you're dating, I'm going to talk about dating. I've had experience dating when I was in college and high school. And the men would, what, here's a common tactic men will do in dating. And I don't care how old you are, if you're a teenager, in high school, in college, or you're divorced or widowed and you're dating now in the open 
marketplace of dating, which, oh my God, I have heard stories from my women friends who are divorced or widowed. I, I pray for them. I pray for them. I say, I love you girls. I pray for you. I am so, it's so different now today in 2001, 2021 than it was when I was dating and found my husband and married because it's so much tougher now with social media and the competition on Match.com and all the other websites and the social media, uh, how women put themselves out there nude in bikinis and they are pressured to show more and more and more and more to get attention. That's not, that's that's a whole different session. We need to deal with that. How women are subjugating themselves. Jesus doesn't want you or I to do that ever. I've never done that. I mean, I cannot believe how some women will post pictures of themselves nude. Celebrities, that's typical, right? Uh, models and um, others. Uh, on, on LinkedIn, women are posting in provocative areas when they're supposed to be wearing more conservative outfits. Of course, it's more relaxed, but they try to get more likes, right? On Facebook, LinkedIn, anywhere, Instagram. This is, that's a whole different session, ladies, right? And girls, well, we're going to have to talk about that. That's not what Jesus wants anybody to do, any women or teen girls. Jesus wants you to honor your body, your mind, and soul as the temple of the Lord. Jesus loves women, loves you. Here's the equality wheel. Equality wheel is comprised, there's a number of sections here I'm reading, going to read from. And this is exactly how Jesus treats women. Negotiation and fairness. Seeking mutually satisfying, satisfying, sorry, seeking mutually satisfying resolutions to conflict. That's what negotiation and fairness is. Every day, are you negotiating? Are you selling? Are you negotiating with people, whether it be your husband, boyfriend, children, co-workers, people in the grocery store, the mailbox, anywhere you go, you're kind of negotiating in some sense very often. Uh, We need to seek mutually satisfying resolutions to conflict. Well, the basis for that is we need to treat each other as Jesus would treat each other with equality. Accepting change is another point under that section. Being willing to compromise. Mm -hmm. Right, ladies and teen girls? We be willing to compromise. Yes, we need to compromise. But the problem is, and I'm going to talk real. That's just the way I am. And you're going to disagree with me, and that's just fine. And you can send notes to support.team at Grayscale. And, and I, can, I, I want to listen and learn from you as well. I learn. But I find, maybe you find, that women compromise too much. They're the ones compromising, and the men and the boys are not. The girls and the women are compromising, but the men and and boys are not. There's this attitude that women have to subjugate and be lesser, treated as lesser. Their opinions are not as important as men and boys. That is not true. That is not how Jesus wants you to be treated or me. When we're sitting in front of the TV, who's, who's choosing the channels? It can be as... Little as that. Who's choosing the movies? Who's choosing the TVs? I've been caught in that. I kind of give it over to my husband. 
Well, because most of the time he picks better movies. Uh, sometimes, uh, a lot of times it seems like he gets lucky. I haven't been lucky lately, so I said, okay, I'm too tired, you just pick. But I found myself conscious, and I said, you know, it's my turn. My turn. My turn. He says, okay, your turn. Equality. Jesus wants you to be treated with equality on little things as well as big things. Because when you don't, when you give in too much on the little things and you don't have healthy boundaries on the little things, like choosing the TV channel, oh, it's my turn. I want to listen to a comedy. He might like uh, violence and um, war movies and uh, thrillers and, you know, The Terminator and Rocky and, okay, boxing sports. Oh, but it's my turn. I want to watch those oldies but goodies romantic movies, <laughs> right? Or the comedies. My turn. We need to do that more, right? Girls, ladies, dear precious girlfriends. The next one is non-threatening behavior. Talking and acting so that she feels safe and comfortable expressing herself and doing things. Why is this here? Did Jesus let women thousands of years ago talk and act? And did they feel safe when they were talking to Jesus? Yes. That's how Jesus wants you to be treated. And me. Jesus wants you to feel safe in your own home, in your workplace, where you can talk and act as long as you're talking and acting in a way that's not harming anybody, of course, and you're not hurting people with your words or actions. Jesus wants you to feel safe and comfortable expressing yourself and doing these things. Jesus also, the next section on the Duluth model, which I believe Jesus blesses, because this is all consistent with how Jesus treated women and teen girls thousands of years ago. Respect. Listening to her non-judgmentally. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Listening to her non-judgmentally. How many times has a date or a boy in classroom criticized a girl in, as a student in, in the class? His opinion is more important. Uh, studies have been done on this in the classroom. Teachers need to call on girls more. Or the, the boys take over. Same thing in the home, around the dinner table. We need to be conscious of that. We need to share. Let the girls speak. I have two daughters. Let them speak. They, I always believe that in our home. Let them speak. Let the women speak in the workplace, in the, in the home. Treat them with respect as Jesus. We must demand this. We can demand this through being calm now, not yelling about it. Right, ladies, dear precious girlfriends, sisters in Christ? No, we don't want to yell about it. We can just, we're just going to point to the Bible and remind those people in our lives, whether it be in our homes, our boyfriends on a date, our, our spouses, our, our brothers, our uncles, any man or boy in our lives, our sons. Oh, we're all Christian, right? Okay. Well, remember how Jesus treated these women at the well and, and Mary Magdalene and uh, Joanna and Martha and Mary? And the next part of this respect is being emotionally affirming. We need to expect that the men in our lives and boys will, will say, yeah, your feelings are valid, just like mine. My feelings are important. Your feelings are important too, girls and women. Our feelings are important. That's one of the positive self-affirmations that I put in there because too often the men or boys in our lives 
my brother has done this for years and he still tries to do it today. But I have isolated and I have separated from him. He's so unhealthy. He has always tried to, always tried to, in my own home, try to make me feel like my feelings were not as, not as valuable as his. Do you have men in your life like this? I bet you do, some of them, some of you, or in the workplace. Your feelings are valid. They, one of the tactics, and Jesus knew this, one of the tactics that men use and boys use against women and teen girls and girls of all ages and boys, and they learn it at a very early age, is they try to make the women or the girl feel crazy. You're crazy, right? That's a typical statement. Oh, you're just, you're just a loony. You're a drama queen. That's another thing, right? Another phrase they use. Oh, you're a drama queen. I don't want any of that drama. No. No, don't take that. No, you're not a drama queen. You're not crazy. I've had that put on me in the workplace and in my own home with my own brother and sometimes even with my own husband. And and that's just stopped. I pointed all this out. And if if I can make tremendous success on this, you can. Anybody can. <laughs> okay. Um, this is very important for you to recognize the behaviors that people will try to to do to you, including women, including Christian women. As I said, some of them are the worst. <laughs> Not treating women as they're supposed to be treated like Jesus wants them to be treated because of their own insecurities and lack of self-love. And so that's why I stress self-love. Let's love ourselves and like ourselves so that we have healthy boundaries so we do not let people treat us in an inappropriate manner, in a harmful way, emotionally, mentally, and physically, of course. We need to, feelings are very important. People need to have respect for your feelings. Your feelings are valid. You have to stop thinking, oh, maybe I'm just overreacting or I'm just a crybaby or I'm, I'm not, I'm mentally ill. Some women think they're mentally ill when they're not. I, sometimes I've questioned it. I mean, everybody has, of course, <laughs> bouts of, of issues, times when, yeah, we're a little crazy. Yeah, everybody. And we need to accept it in ourselves. Even Einstein was crazy. And Van Gogh, a famous artist, he was really loony. He cut off his ear. Some of the best and bravest, tremendous, most famous leaders in our society, including celebrities, artists, musicians, Leaders, politicians, Abraham Lincoln, people thought he was crazy. George Washington, we're all crazy at times. Once we admit that and acknowledge that, but still like ourselves and love ourselves, I accept myself for my craziness. In fact, that's what makes me unique and able to talk right now and do this right now and not be afraid. It's a little crazy, but I'm, God's telling me to do it because you and I need to be validated. Women, so many millions of women need to know so many of these things because it's not taught in kindergarten or preschool or on the, or on the playground in the sandbox. This should all be taught, to, in my opinion, I hope you agree, to little girls and little boys when they're two years old. Then we wouldn't have the domestic violence problems in our society. and Or it would be lessened. Millions of women wouldn't be sexually abused and, and, and physically abused and emotionally and mentally abused if it was taught in the playgrounds and the schools and preschool. We need to be another section under respect, under the equality wheel, is valuing your opinion, valuing my opinion. 
acknowledging, yes, okay. One of Margaret Thatcher's famous sayings, and I named, we, we named our daughter after Margaret Thatcher. Marga was one of our daughters. We, she, her famous saying was, when she would have big arguments as a prime minister in England, let's all agree to disagree. We're all going to have different beliefs and values and opinions. And some of them, we're going to disagree. But let's just respect. We're, okay, you're coming from a different place. You're coming from a different perspective. We, Jesus always stressed that. You do not know. And in that scene with the women who was accused of adultery and all the men ran away because they had sinned themselves and they were being condemned, they realized, oh, what's it like to be in your shoes? Oh, my shoes are different. Your shoes are different. Everybody's shoes are different. Everybody has different experiences and challenges and negative experiences and positive experiences that they've gone through. So everybody's opinions are somewhat valid, you know, to their own lives. And we need to understand where they're coming from. And Jesus treated women with respect. And he listened to others. He valued others' differing opinions. Jesus was like that. And in Christianity, we're taught to be like Jesus. That's why Jesus sent Jesus. That's why God sent Jesus on earth. So that we would have a human living model of how God wants us to be, right? How God wants us to act. How God, what God wants us to say. Jesus valued. He encouraged people to challenge him because it made him better. I encourage people to challenge me. I encourage people to ask me questions. It makes me better. Here's one of the famous Bible verses I have right on my desk here, and I posted it the other day, and many of you liked it. God is refined. I'm sorry. Gold is refined by fire. Gold is refined by fire. Revelation 3.18. Gold is refined by fire. We're being refined by fire right now. We need to challenge ourselves we need to question we need to do self-analysis and we need to say okay what am i doing that's healthy what am i doing that needs to be improved the next section and how i can have an impact on others in a healthy way equality trust and support supporting her goals in life Mm, yes the men in our lives the boyfriends the house husbands the brothers the women, but I'm going to also focus on the men, the brothers, the sons. They need to support your goals in your life. You have goals outside of being a mother, which is one of the most valuable roles ever for me. And I pray to God for you as well. I mean, I just love being a mother. I think it's probably my most valued role other than being a wife. Uh, my motherhood, that's much more important than any other work I can do in life. I love being a mother to my daughters, and I hope you do too. But I also have other goals, and my husband supports those goals. My husband said, yes, you do your podcast. I wanted to uh, watch a movie with you, but this is so important. You need to do your podcast. I said, thank you so much. I looked at him, and I said, I gave him a big hug. Thank you so much. He's supporting my goals. He supports my goals in my 9-to-5 job in commercial real estate and investment management. He supports my goals. I'm a CEO of my own company. We worked together. That didn't, we, it was challenging, 
and now I'm, I'm doing other things, other goals, and acting, you can do the same. You can expand your horizons. You don't have to always stay working with your husband if you are. Sometimes because one, it, we found that it was challenging our marriage too much. It was interfering with our relationship. And you need to be conscious of that and stop and be still and think and pray and ask God for help. It works, ladies. It worked for me. It can work for you. You're the men, the sons in your home. They need to support your goals. If you want to go back to school, if you want to get your high school degree, or you want to go back and get your college degree, or you want to go on to graduate school, as I did, law school, medical school, you want to start your own business like I have done, you can do it. You can do anything. Jesus wants you to do this. God wants you to fulfill your purpose and to serve others and to make this world a better place, starting with your own community, your own home. You can have a tremendous impact on other women, children, and adults, men, women, and uh, all people. Jesus, the next one is respecting your right to your own feelings, respecting her right to her own feelings. Yes, you have unique feelings. We went over that uh, in the other section on respect. So friends, activities, opinions, you're the man in your life, the boyfriend in your life, the son in your own home who you've raised, baby breastfed. He needs to treat you with respect. He needs to value you. He needs to say, mom's feelings are important, dad. Mom's feelings are important. Mom's goals are important. Boyfriends are sometimes the the worst. They make you feel like, oh, uh, you're not good enough. Uh, Oh, there's all these other women that want me and they'll put up with this. Don't put up with it. You'll find the right man who supports your unique individual goals in life. Beyond perhaps getting married and having children. Maybe you want to do other things, especially after the children have left. I have adult children now. I have so much more freedom to do this right now with you, to to support each other. Praise God. So there's all different seasons in life, as the Bible says. So whatever your season is, the man, the boyfriend, the husband, the uncle, the brother, the son, they need to support your goals in life treat you as an equal as Jesus treated the precious women in his life Mary Magdalene Martha Mary your friends need to be valued a lot of times men and boyfriends and brothers will try to isolate women that is in the power and control wheel that is a very dangerous um, scenario where they won't encourage you or I to have friendships um outside of the home. I have not encountered that. Um, I have always had support for my girl, with my girlfriends and friends and activities. And uh, as long as they're healthy, of course, activities that respect my mind, body, and spirit. Oh, amen, right? We want to participate with friends who are striving to be better and respect their minds, bodies, and spirits and, and God's as first in their lives. It's very important to choose your friends carefully, of course, girlfriends who support you. I'm very careful of what girlfriends I choose in my life. 
that they support my goals. And it's there needs to be reciprocity. For example, in my life with my daughters, I'll point out, well, now I've supported you, honey, dear daughter, <laughs> the two daughters. Now, what do you have to say to me? What do you think about my progress in my business area? Or how do you think I look today? I told you, you look great. That outfit, I love it, honey. Um, the men and women in your life, they need to to reciprocate with you and if they don't it's most likely because they're not feeling as good about themselves their insecurities uh, they're working on themselves I know that's been a scenario with many of the women as well as men in my life and we need to be patient with that but we also need to stand up for ourselves and say now how about what do you think about how I look today do you like my new hairdo do you like my new outfit Um, I lost some weight. I'm working out. I'm eating healthier food. What do you think? Do you see any change? I'll do that all the time with my husband. How do you think I look? Um, And my girlfriends. My girlfriends, we support each other online as well as uh, my dear closest friends online, on uh, messengers, Facebook, and other areas uh, regular text we're constantly recognizing how we need to give that each other love and support because each of us you and I are going through all of us are going through constant challenges and I've talked about that Satan is always trying to put self-doubt into you um, make you feel less confident uh, nervous making you help trying to make you feel anxious anxiety stress satan tries to make you feel like you're crazy and satan will work through people and satan will try to work through various people whether they are in your home or in your workplace and these people will because of satan has worked on them this is my philosophy and belief satan has darkened their hearts, minds, and spirits, so they don't feel good about themselves, and they need more work on themselves in terms of improving their feelings of self-worth by losing weight, getting in better shape, improving their minds, reading, studying, doing whatever they can do to help themselves feel better about themselves, and this is very important, very key in your life. When I help my husband feel better about himself, I helped him lose a lot of weight, helped him develop a regular exercise regimen now he's taken it to a whole different level (laughs) i'm so proud of him he works on our weights and does resistance as i do uh, which makes a big difference instead of just all cardio by the way and when i helped him feel better about himself and i really want you to do this with your husbands a lot of times or boyfriends they will feel better about giving you approbation and respecting your feelings your body, your mind, and it just, it's just endless. Treating you more like Jesus treats, treats women and treated women thousands of years ago. The next section is trust and support. Uh, okay, I already covered that, supporting your goals in life, which are very important. Expect that of people in your life, whether it be men, boys, your own sons. I never had sons, but anyone in your life, your boyfriends, your husbands, They need to support your goals in life, respect your feelings, your friends, your activities, your opinions. The next section is honesty. This is coming to an end. I'm going to have to continue this for next. um, uh, The the podcast ends at 
about 55 minutes. So we will continue this and let's close in prayer. I'll be covering the next three sections of the equality wheel that are left and other sections on relationships. Dear Lord, thank you so much for giving us this time together. And I'm going to end and praise you. Let's give these women strength and courage and love. And we'll see you next week. more seconds and I just want to give you big hugs and love and thank you for joining me today and for sharing these important messages and learning about how Jesus treats women and wants you to be treated and me. Have a great week.